All right. Welcome, everybody, to a special edition of the Whiskey Friday Pocket. No, this isn't special. It's just another oh, Friday. It's special. It's it is ha- a little special. happy birthday. Happy it's, birthday, uh, Patreon, Aaron. Special podcast. Boom. Happy birthday. 39. 39. Like, this is it. This is like, it, dude. Like I told. I'm telling you, everything yeah. changes at 40. Yes. Everything. Cheers, buddy. Uh, unfortunately, cheers. the cheers you're hearing cheers. isn't uh, Patriot Matt or Mike, but it is Patriot Matt. So we get we lose one, we get another one. Mike, uh, Patriot Mike is still out with the old uh, big C, little V. Uh, but he's fine. 24-hour uh, bugs all he caught last week, and now uh, he'll be back with us next week. Hot and heavy. Uh, but, yes, 39, uh, like I told Patriot Rob today. And, and Patriot Matt, you know, this is, you know, next year will be when I can finally get someone else's finger in my butt. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Fresh knuckles. <laughs> Depending on what state you're in, legally. Legally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, this is Joe Biden's United States. Oh, We're good. Man. It's it's legal across the board now. Hopefully with lube. Hopefully. Uh, no, 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 I want I want dry gloves. <laughs> hey, so Jenna showed me a golf uh, glove today. Yeah, with two pink fingers and one brown. Yeah. Finger. Oh, that is I think classic. Golf gods one. Is oh, it? Is it golf gods? Oh, yeah. I was like, get yeah. out of here. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. All right, well, welcome everybody. Uh, Whiskey Friday podcast. We got Patriot Matt, Patriot Aaron, Patriot Rob, Patriot Ryan. And Ryan's got some big stuff for us tonight because tomorrow is a big night. And we'll explain what we're doing tomorrow night, too, because I am super pumped about tomorrow night. But first, uh, give a big shout out to Speedway Liquor. Again, thank you guys so much for everything you do. They hooked it up again today. Um, Actually, I went in there and uh, they brought me a bottle of Yellowstone, which we'll save for next week. Because what I didn't know is Patriot Matt went in there and got me a bottle of Angel's Envy. And I've only had, like I told um, Matt earlier, I've had one drink of this before and it was good. So I'm excited to have this now. And literally, there's nothing to read on here. It's got angel wings on the back. They even hand write the... Uh... Yeah, 70 liters, uh, bottle number 2047. It is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey finished in port wine barrels. 43.3 alcohol, percent alcohol, 86 Point six proof. Um, yeah, nice pop too. basically all it says. Yeah, it did have a nice yeah. pop top. All bourbons are aged in charred white oak barrels, and in that respect, Angel's Envy is just like every other bourbon. However, unlike other bourbons, Angel's Envy finished in port wine casks, given a complex flavor. Complex is a complex or complex? Depends on what country. Complex. Flavor you Complex. won't find anywhere else. Indulge and discover distilled descent. Yeah. I w- so I walked in <clears> at <throat> around four something, like right I w- after I got off work. I was there about an hour earlier. Yes. It was about like 4.30 or whatever. And I said, I know he was here today. And I said, which one did he get? You know, and what, you know, and she told me, well, we, we gave him a bottle of Yellowstone. I said, well, I want to get him a bottle of whiskey, which, you know. But something that he hasn't gotten, yeah. You know, and I said, which which one do you think? You know, and she she pointed out that yeah, uh, angels eating. So yeah, this is this is good stuff. Uh, from what I remember, I'm really excited to have some drinks of it tonight. Uh, it smells really nice. 
Uh, it does. The the Yellowstone, they said uh, Luna and her mm-hmm. husband, um, they said they had it last week in Michigan while they're out there. And they were like, it was cool because in Michigan, they're like, oh, we should give this to those guys on the podcast. Like, this would be a good one. They would like this. And I'm like, that's so cool. They're even thinking about it. Yeah. Definitely. So, Luna, you're awesome. Speedway, you're awesome. Remember, go shop local. Uh, get all your booze there. Uh, right there in 95 with the upside down liquor sign. You guys uh, rock and roll. Um, and then we'll go with, uh, you know, again, find us on Podbean, all that good stuff. Instagram, Facebook with the Bukaki videos. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys hear about this? No. So Christina came out. Me and him were just BSing, waiting on you guys, uh, just hanging out. And Christina comes running out. She goes, Matt. Did your Facebook log out and log back in? And I go, and I looked because literally like 30 minutes before, he's like, God, my Facebook logged out. He said that. And she's like, look, if you go into here and you go into videos, it's all Asian porn. You have Facebook? Yeah. Did it log you out? No. Yours did that? Yes. His did it too? And you hit videos. Look it. It logged you out. Now log back in. Yep. And if you if you go to search and hit videos, everything comes up Asian porn. Really? Under the videos, so you have to like hit the videos, and then you search uh, videos. Oh, oh, they fixed it. Oh no, it's still on there. Oh no, it's still on there. Yep. Go to search. Go to videos down at the bottom, and but, then go to search. And it's all Asian. Though. It's all China, China. Japan. So what's going on with China and, and look, uh, Zuckerberg? You, you click huh? on it. <laughs> but it's not it doesn't uh wait how do you go to videos i haven't been on facebook oh thank god i don't have facebook oh we I, don't have facebook I yeah thought. you know but look you click on it and it's not the video it's just a thumbnail it is a weird video but all right china not. china fucking flexing on zuckerberg that's what i said okay so i i was gonna wait to the end oh yeah that would have been we need a. We we were talking about something real serious, and we we don't know why. So, in Asian porn, why do they blur out the dick <laughs> and the pussy? And what? The pussy. Why do they blur it out? They what? Really? Yes. You know you haven't seen it. Ah, oh, dude, it's I'm not. I don't watch porn, man. Oh. Too foul. I oh, think they're what? they're not very excited about the size of their dick. Yeah. <laughs> and how bushy it is. And if how you bushy can it see is. the blurred out, it's like All, black and it, black. It, oh. Basically, they have like the, uh, the, the what, what is it, the blurred... It's not like blurry, but it's like the square. Pixelated. pixelated. Yeah. It's all pixelated. And all you see is hair sticking out yeah. everywhere. You see bush. <laughs> you see but bush. then they're so good with the bukkake scene. Yes. It's like blur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's exactly how it is. Like, oh. you, cannot see, you cannot see oh. or vagina, but you can see jizz on somebody's face. <laughs> totally cool. That's I've why never I think heard of this. I think it's a size complex. Yeah. <laughs> it's super weird. Like you're already going on a porn site to watch something, obviously, and they're gonna blur it out. Like, <laughs> hey, maybe that's all they get over there. That's what he said. He, he said that the, you know, the the leaders are, you know, said we can't we can't show this shit off. We have, we have to block it. There was something dark in there. I was just making sure it wasn't another spider. Oh, it's oh, just yeah. a rapper. Oh, it's Lil Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> coming on the podcast. Yeah. Got pardoned. Yo. <laughs> I don't know what he says. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> hey, but I thought that was a very serious question. I, I mean, I think it is. Right. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't yeah, make sense. I, I don't. I don't watch porn like anymore. Like I haven't in a long time. But I do remember. You'd be scrolling through and you'd be like, eh, I'll try it. And you're like, no, no, yeah. this is odd. It's been a thing for a while, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of that. You didn't know that? This is super sweet. Shit, you're 18. You're watching porn all the time. I don't watch porn ever. Really? Ever, ever, ever. Huh. That's good. I'd say I don't believe you, but I don't either. So <laughs> my kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to find anyone that doesn't watch it anymore. Really? Yeah. I just watched my own. <laughs> that, I mean, hey, that's not porn, though. <laughs> I mean, I like to think. I mean, I mean, I, I'm on, I think I'm onto this whole blurring out idea. Can you blur out just the dick? <laughs> Ross is gonna get only fans. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a size thing. Yeah, right. But I mean, it might be. <laughs> It's, it's, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Oh, man. But you're, maybe it is a size thing, and I just don't want to embarrass others oh, with yeah. how big it is. Yeah, yeah. How funny would that be if the if the pixelated part wasn't big enough? <laughs> and it's hanging out the bottom? <laughs> oh, Oops. Can we move this? I think they muffed that. I definitely. I What's that? And afraid once, like there'll be the pixelated, and then you'll just see the head of a penis kind of like just pop out the. Oh, I'm plate. sure. I'm sure. I think there's like yeah. a looper reel. Of if there's like a windstorm <laughs> and it goes <laughs> blows to the side, <laughs> there's one of the guys that's on there. He's this giant gay man, and all the people that are on there are always talking about how well endowed he is. Oh yeah. And he's like as gay as it gets, and he's this. Like, pretty big, decent-looking dude, and he even says, I'm the king of the jungle and shit. And he's probably one of them. Fucker. Yeah, Bro, queen of the jungle. My buddy Anthony, uh, he used to work at the gym, and he said that this guy would come in, and he was gay. He wore the shortest shorts, and he was like, Bro, he wore these shorts on purpose because his fucking dick... <laughs> I swear to God, if he bent over, you could see the head of his penis, and he and he would literally wear him as tight as can be, and his fucking you could see his fucking dick like see, down his leg. That's why I tried to wear the silkies, <laughs> but all it did is make it look smaller. Because <laughs> now it's not hanging out, and it's yeah. like, where is it? <laughs> What's he tucking it? <laughs> she get a uh, silk shorts that says it's a grower, not a shower. Hey, fucking yeah, right. call me, call me Buffalo Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, <laughs> where did this go? I don't know. Was yeah. this hey. on the, the schedule? Hey, you know what's funny is that dicks. this this is you know we're about ten minutes, fifteen minutes in. This is usually like forty-five <laughs> to an hour. Yeah. Right, right. Talk, you know, this is usually so, yeah. after hours. But this is what here's when the you deal. Just get soft I, a little bit before. Yeah, yeah. We but were, this <laughs> this is what the real Whiskey Friday podcast is about. Yeah. It's been super heavy into politics just because it's been going so deep lately. But that's over with. Right. For now. I mean, if if right. stuff happens, stuff happens. We'll talk about it. But not. not I'm not even into it. Not. Birthday podcast. Let's have fun. Yeah, Let's right. talk some shit. Let's 
And let's go forward. Yep, Bukaki. <laughs> Bukaki. Hey, Bukaki. Cheers. This is good. Dude. Cheers to Bukaki. Hey, so I actually tried that whiskey on Thanksgiving at my uh, sister-in-law's house. Just a little house. sipper? And uh, I think that's a little sipper. whiskey. Like, take a sip of it and actually, like, like let it air through. And you can taste the, the barrel. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. really well yeah. in this uh, I'm telling you that that stuff we had two weeks ago. You were you weren't here for that, were you? I don't know. It was it was the first uh, uh, bottle that they got for me um, when we first did it. Okay, I don't think so. No. That so that that was we were in, yeah, that was we were two weeks ago. Yeah. That was in a um, in port wine barrels too, and I was talking about how we had the the 1924 is aged in uh, the 1924 cap cabernet is aged in whiskey barrels we had that at your house yeah yeah and so i was like oh that's cool and then so now she gave me whiskey out of wine barrels Uh, nice and that's what this is and i love i really like the taste of like you could taste those port barrels yeah Yeah. that right there when i had you know smooth it doesn't have like a bite at the end it's just like and that's how that other stuff was i mean it was it tasted almost it was similar had a little bit of a difference but when you get that last little bit that you taste the port barrel like you're talking about I, it's really good i could drink a lot of this real fast <laughs> so well I'm glad, i knew it'd be good she suggested it so yeah 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 she hasn't get she hasn't got, got so there's two there was two yet. different bottles too so that yeah. one was 60 bucks there's a there's a hundred dollar one yes so the, yeah that was 60 and i and there's a hundred dollar one so yeah. i'm like Let's try the 60 first so, and see what we- <laughs> when, when I first had this, we were camping, and my my cousin Angel, who's uh, just married to my cousin Shauna, so I mean, he's technically my cousin by marriage. He is this monstrous black dude. He was in the Marines, and he's the biggest teddy bear ever. He's always the guy the kids are running up to and all this stuff. He's just the nicest guy in the world. He loves his Angel's Envy. He has a bottle of it every time on him. Well, he, he has the $100 bottles on him all the time. And he, he, like, you'll look, and he'll pop it open, and an hour later you look, and it's gone. Oh, shit. Oh. He, he would probably drink it out of a hydro flask if you gave it to him, like a full-size oh, hydro yeah. flask. He loves it. He just drinks the shit out of it. And I was like, that's too expensive to drink like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a lot. Well, but, knowing how smooth this is, I can only imagine how good the hundred. Well, extra forty bottle. bucks will get you. Because yeah. I mean, that one thing is what I've learned in liquor. There's like cheap rubber bottle, don't touch. Then you have middle price, and then the higher you go, the better it does taste. Definitely, it does that taste a lot better. Of your, uh, Burp. Garlic burp you had there. Sorry. It was, <laughs> it was tasty. I get Sorry. to enjoy your dinner with you. Come Love you. So, yeah, the higher you go. But, like, don't don't go cheap on, on whiskey or wine. Like, what's a good price for wine for you? 15, 20 bucks? So, the, my favorite one, <clears throat> I mean, for... Is this the one you've been, you've been yeah, drinking yeah. lately? Is uh, it's twenty two bucks a bottle. I mean, that's that's like for me. That's yeah. a higher end one. You know that we just buy at the grocery yeah. store. Um, but there's uh, one of the other ones that's actually aged in uh, whiskey barrels is uh, 
It's a menage a trois decadence. It's like 10 bucks a bottle. And that one's really good. In fact, the other one that's 22 bucks a bottle, I don't think it's $12 better better than that other one. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's good. Yeah. But the know? thing is, is, you've had some $15, $16 bottles that are shit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, my wife likes to drink Cabernet. And to me, Cabernet is a little on the dry side. Yeah. But uh, every now and then you can find one that's got a little bit of a sweet finish to it, which is what I like. Josh is pretty good. Yeah. Like but mid. see, to me, it's a little on the dry side. Right. So um, some people like that, though. Like some people like dry martinis yeah. or like vermouth. I feel like you have to have the Josh with the aerator. You, well, you got have it with the aerator's cheap, game changer. Aerator's game changer. Yeah. And the, game changer. And, and I'm so glad we went and bought one, dude. Yeah. I'm so it's, glad. It's, it, it, it's because now I can drink wine. Yes. I mean, I used to hate it. It takes that bite, that that kind of that hey, yeah. bitter bite taste out yes. of it. Yes. See, and that's what I don't like about wine. You know, is that that bite at it? Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and a way. wine hangover is to me way worse than than most. Way worse. So the worst hangover ever is champagne. Yes. Oh, yeah. With oh. how much carbonation? Yeah. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> I'm not a big champagne drinker, though. I don't. I mean, I'll I'll drink it when they have the uh, what's it with the orange juice? Yes. Yeah, mimosas. Yeah, mimosas. Yeah. I'll, I'll drink a few of those. I'm a, I'm, I I just kind of miss it. Only like for like champagne, like for the brunches. Brunches. You know, like <clears throat> Avi. You go to the Avi for brunch. That's when it's like. I don't know. It kind of just is fitting. It's the mood. Yes. Yeah. It's fitting. Fits so if we're going to do that, I actually like the peach Bellini. So it, same, similar, but it's like a peach, uh, almost like those a peach are good. nectar. Yeah. That goes in champagne. Yeah. I've had those before. Yeah. I, I'm not, uh, I'm not a, I love the taste of orange juice, but it fucks my stomach. Oh, up. it'll tear you up. So, it'll tear you up. Yeah. So I just, I'll drink Bloody Marys. <laughs> we go to brunch. I'm a bloody. I mornings and brunch. I'll go Bloody Mary ten times out of ten. More more times than that. All right. So you golf today? I golf today. So the way I played is because I went in there early, uh, right at sunlight. Got some swings in. Uh, I played the front nine. Had my lesson with JJ. And then played the back nine. JJ said he listened to the podcast, by the way. So he, he thought it was hilarious. Oh, he, really? He wants to come on. Oh, you should right. have him on. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I told him, too. I was like, dude, anytime. So we'll have uh, JJ. He, he's my uh, coach. He's the pro up at uh, El Rio, where, where that's like our local local golf course here. But, uh, yeah, so I played uh, front, lesson, and then the back nine. I skipped one hole in the back because I drove, and I was just like, I like I I caught up. It was like hole twelve. Hole ten is the par five. So it was hole eleven. No, t- on El Rio. Yeah. Is par four. Ten is a par four. Which which is the par five? Eleven. Eleven. So was it? Right. Eleven. So it was twelve because it was right after the par five. So on hole twelve, I teed off. There, I, I caught up to the group in front of me because I was just by myself, so I was like hauling ass. And I saw two old ladies and two old, like old people, or two old ladies, two old guys get out of the, the carts. And they were just so slow, so I was like, all right, onto the part three. I just, I picked up my ball and like went. 
So my drives were extremely good, and like we played last week, my front nine drives were terrible, and then I finally kind of clicked a little bit. And basically what I was doing was keeping my elbow in. And what I was telling uh, Matt earlier is I'm, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm a lefty, so I throw, le- I throw left and I throw or I right left, so everything I do is with my left hand. And when I swing, I swing right, obviously. So one thing that I've heard in like in golf is like you want to act like you're throwing a ball almost, like you, the way you turn your body is you're, you're kind of throwing. Well, I don't throw my, with my right hand, so I don't know if it's like foreign language to me, so I'm trying to learn how to turn through the ball. So basically what we, what we practiced today was uh, I put a glove under my arm, my left arm, to keep it locked in because basically – you know, my, my miss always is block out right, block out right, slice it, whatever. So coming down on it, I, I would I would chicken wing my arm out. And so that would, like, come down at an angle. And that's why my, my divots weren't straight. They were they would be, like, to the left because I would come down that way with the club face open. open. And it would, like, sure. just over to the side. So I know what I got to do. Uh, <laughs> To really like lock it in, I'd have to practice every day. You know, like take a hundred swings every day to so really. Two of the best golfers ever are just like you. So Phil, who's left-handed golfer, is a right-handed everything else. Tiger Woods, right-handed golfer, left-handed rider. Well, fuck, there I am. Nowhere near them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it could happen. All I know, dude, it, it, JJ's like, don't get frustrated. I was like, I'm going to get frustrated because I know I have it in me to, like, learn and get it into me. I was like, hey, that's well, just the, those shots before. It's the competitiveness inside of me right. that wants to be better. And he's like, I know. He's like, but don't get – don't let it – don't give up on it. I was like, oh, JJ, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is my sport until I die. Right. I mean, this is all I got. I mean, we could play darts, like you said, get into darts <laughs> yeah. or a little bowling here and there. But, I mean, other than that, being out on the golf course is like – it's one of my favorite places to be. Yes. By myself, it's with one of you game. guys, with all of you guys, with the wives. I mean, I, I, I love every bit of it and how interchangeable it can be. And it's not just, like, for the guys. Right. It's a lifelong game, all ages. All ages. I mean, I see I, – I, you see all ages come through there, especially Friday mornings, all, all the older guys, you know, that retired, whatever. The They're just club. out there. I watch – I fucking sat behind some guys that ju- – I mean, they're, they're driving it a buck fifty, not a care in the world, just yep. out there playing. I mean, I, I don't care if that's me. Yeah. That's why I'm glad so. I'm getting Amanda started now because I told her, I said, babe, when we, when we retire – we're, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna fucking buy yeah. an RV, yeah. just travel the United States and play all the golf courses. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, so, so it was funny talking to Christina because she she does not like the cold. She does not like being out in the wind. She, she she'll come up with any excuse not to be outside in in the winter. So I told her I was like, in the summer we're gonna we're gonna plan a lot of trips and I'm gonna plan them and you're just gonna go. And she's like, all right. You know, she does her thing. But then I told her, I was like, you need to quit being such an introvert. And she's like, introvert? She's like, I'm not an introvert. And I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, it is what it is. You are. <laughs> and she, 
Like 20 minutes later, she goes, I'm not shy. Like that. And she's looking at her phone. <laughs> and I was like, did you know, did you not know what introvert means? She goes, I knew what it meant, but I'm like reading up on it now. I was like, read further into it. It's not, I know you're not shy. That has nothing to do with it. There's, there's aspects of you being an introvert. So she starts reading. She's like, yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Guess I'm an introvert. Like, <laughs> so that, I thought that was pretty funny, but I was just, I hope, I hope, cause I know when we've taken her out, she's had a blast, especially when Jen is out there, Amanda's out there. She's got other company, you know, there could be, we, we need to do one of those. Like, I don't care if we do one of those all day things to where it's like all, all four of us are with the couples golfing. Like we did at bears best. Yeah, And then like the next 36, the guys are together and the girls are just going and having fun. Right. They can pick up their balls and do whatever and just kind of have fun with it yeah. and not worry about it. You know, we'll, we would go first, obviously, so we could be at the bar right. for the next four <laughs> hours until they got done. Yes. <laughs> hey, we, I was showing Aaron earlier. Gonzo, oh, Gonzo was showing me uh, Wickenburg Ranch, which is like a hidden treasure out there. You know, Wickenburg, you think, you know, it's like a... See nothing when you drive yeah, through. You know, it's... Smells like horse shit, you know. Yeah, it's, so they they got a golf course out there. They have one of the nicest golf courses in Arizona, dude. Really? They, this thing looks is it open to the public. It is. It's this Wickenburg thing looks Ranch. Sick. It's called Wickenburg Ranch, Big Wick, and then they have they just built Little Wick. Yeah. And it's oh in, no, I've seen one. You know, it's like in a new housing track. Yes, that's probably it. So it's they have uh, they just built um, an executive nine hole course. And it's only par threes, but it's lighted. Oh! But in the so in the middle they have imagine like this, a day trip like that. Oh, bro! Yeah. Play eighteen at Big Wick, yeah. and then play night, night golf at the be, at the executive course. Yeah, that'd be fun. And at the end, like it has like this bridge, so it, all the holes are built around this. Um, it's like a, a body of water, man-made wa- lake there's, or whatever. There's two bridges with a big like uh, island in deck. the middle. Yeah, almost. like a, like an island, but it's like a deck. Party area. Party area where they have speakers. So you're golfing around while all these people are partying in the middle. Yeah. And it's light. It looks incredible. Like, it looks pretty sweet. It dude. looks like it an look oasis like a, in the desert. Even if we just huh. got, if we drove up in the morning to hit our tea. Yeah. Yeah. Just to hit our tea time in the morning, but stayed one night. because It's obviously, a two-hour drive. It's, it's a two-hour drive. Yeah. Wake up early, now, hit it the is, road. It is a little pricey. Is it? Oh yeah, Wick. It's yeah. like so. Big Wick is, I think, one sixty, one seventy around in peak season. I think. I don't know how much the 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 nine hole obviously was a little more. I think it was like forty or fifty bucks or something. Yeah. But. That so, offset it. it. Even if we went in the summer. Yeah. We would. So how we'll, sick would that be to do some nighttime golf? I've wanted to do that. Oh, it's so the, much fun. The ball flight at nighttime golf is sick. It's so much fun. But it's you only it's only par threes. At the, yeah. the uh, golf course right by the airport. Yeah, Vegas. we did it. It was it's pretty shabby. It's crazy. Yeah. It oh, was, that course is pretty rough. Yeah. The, it that, used to be the Callaway. It's horrible. It's pretty bad. And the yeah. lighting's pretty bad. They need to Yeah. Like redo that course. There's the places I like a lot of the YouTube videos I watch of the golfers and stuff, they're there's 18 hole nighttime courses, man, that are just so sick. That I, I mean, just to play like a whole 18. Imagine like finishing up your round at 11 o'clock at night. 
See, I would love that because, you know, maybe it's because I grew up here or whatever and it's fucking crazy hot, but in the night when it's like 105, you know, that's that, 105. That's at Center Island. That looks like a really good time. Oh, dude, it's... <laughs> Doesn't it? Go back yeah. and show the. Imagine the being in the bunker, like right there, and everyone's like, "Don't shake it, you fucking suck." <laughs> <laughs> but I look, like it look when how it's it looks at hundred degrees outside when the sun goes down, dude. That yeah. looks really cool. It's badass. Yeah. We have to go there. That place, and we need to go to San Hollow for sure. That's too. Uh, San Hollow, we we gotta do. Yeah. San Hollow, Mesquite. Uh, yeah, Saint George, wolf, uh, wolf Creek. I want to do Wolf Creek bad. Yep, that's about a buck, a buck sixty. We gotta go to TPC Scottsdale. One hundred percent. We gotta do TPC. Yep. Is that uh, what waste management is? Yep. Yeah, I'd like to play that. Yep. What's play, that? Play that's sixteen. Almost two hundred. Sixteen. Around, the. Uh, See, I I thought that it was more than that. I thought it was it over two hundred bucks around at TPC. Uh no, on off season I think you can ca- you can catch it pretty cheap. In the summer, like four hundred. No, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, shit. no. <laughs> We're talking I, pebble here. <laughs> Damn, know. bro. Pebble's five hundred and fifty. You gotta stay there. Shit. Yeah. That's that's the only thing I mean about golf that is it is expensive, bro. It can be. It's it, it's hard for me. You know, yeah. I was in the business for almost thirteen years, so it's like paying for golf, like at least yeah, high price is like. Oh, it, well, it chokes me. That's it's like why paying retail for a truck. You that's know? why I'll go to El Rio. Because yeah. JJ, it's it's no, half off at least. They're always good to us there, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Look at that! Look at that! Look at that! Did you see it? Oh, yeah. it I a, did it see it. A, uh, shooting star. Shooting star that like broke oh. into a bunch of pieces. And I yeah. actually saw that one. That's like literally the first time you pointed one out. I actually. Saw Dude, it was burning. Usually, up, no like, one ever sees it. Usually, it's already gone by the yeah, time someone's like. Cause you after look and no one saw it. you have to go, look, <laughs> dude. I you know it's like you're trying to get it out, and I was like the fucking reptilians. By the way, I, we got a plan like a good time to have uh, Jen and Scott back on. Yeah, yeah. And like just go into a full lizard people alien <laughs> conspiracy. I'm down. I yeah, missed that one. Down, I wanted man. to be there for that one too. Yeah, you were last in Vegas, week's, right? yeah, it was, yeah. Vegas, taking, like, it was a good one, dude. It, last week's was really good. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, just to get in all that, and then <laughs> <laughs> nothing. <laughs> but I, dude, I keep hearing how like all these like random shit. But hey, dude, I Alex Jones went off the fucking deep end talking about uh, how Q is actually part of the deep state saying that Q was just trying to keep all the Patriots calm so they could do their thing. Like, the whole reverse, like, Q's actually on the inside. So, I talked about this with Steve earlier because Steve is having a really difficult time with Joe Biden being president. Okay. (laughs) And we were just talking about, like, how crazy it is. And I said, but look, dude, you have to think that – the, the people telling us all this stuff could be a part of that deep state. If, if we really truly believe that the deep state is as smart as they are, why, why wouldn't they do this? Because basically what does it do? It keeps people at bay. Trust the plan. Trust, trust the, the plan, plan. Right. That's right? exactly right. That keeps Patriots. That's from, what Alex Jones. Cause what, what's the last thing 
that uh, this deep state, if anything was ever to happen, what's the last thing they would want to happen? Last thing they would want to happen is a hundred million patriots coming at you with guns. Right. Because that, that is their worst fear. They've taken guns out of everywhere else, but not America. So now you, it, what, how do you keep 100, 150 million people at bay that have weapons that would destroy you in a matter of seconds? It doesn't matter what military you bring at them. They will destroy you. 100 million people. You t- trust the plan. Trust the plan. Right. We got this. We got this. Trust the plan. We're in control. Here's some code that says, here's the plan, whatever, whatever. And then nothing. Could have been planted a long time ago. And how easy is it to, like, make sense out of everything? Uh, Trump drank his water weird. Trump did this. Oh, he wrote this. Oh, they nitpicked everything. But I will say, Mike Pompeo, out of nowhere, tweeted... Uh, this is as a civilian. He, during his last days in office, he was tweeting every 10 minutes. And all he was doing was throwing out everything that the Trump administration did. And then he couldn't use Secretary Pompeo anymore because he was out, out, of, out of it. So he's Mike Pompeo now. He tweeted out of nowhere, hadn't tweeted for about a day and a half, 1,384 days. Wow. That's it. So if you, the way I looked at it, it was like, okay, what, what, what how many days? What does it, it's three point, it's right, right around 3.8 years. So I'm thinking to myself, if this whole thing is real, okay, all, all they're talking about is the military needs a few, a uh, couple months to like clear everything out, do all this stuff, do all this. And the date that everybody's saying is a- April 4th, April 4th, April 4th. Well, 1,384 days is 76 days shy of four full years. Well, January 20th is when he raised his hand. 76 days after January 20th is April 4th. Uh, I don't know. I mean, so much shit just makes sense. In, in so what's lines the significance up. of April 4th? So that's when March 4th was when presidents used to raise their hand. March 4th. It was always March 4th. Well, they said something about 30, uh, 31 days or whatever. Uh, March 4th would be the day that everything happens. And then they need 30 days, uh, 30 or 31 days or whatever. To 30 like, days, right? March is only 30 days. 30 days. No, March is 31, right? Yeah, it's 31. Yeah, April's 30. Oh, that's it. April's yeah, 30. That's yeah. right. So it, it was something like, like that to where the military would need time to do the whole transition and, uh, like, explain everything that went that went down. And then Trump would actually raise his hand April 4th. And then he would serve the rest of the four years, so 1,384 days. And then they would... As what? President of the Republic? President of the Republic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, we, we said we weren't going to talk politics. And yeah. Then it just yeah. don't... It don't it's so hard not to talk about it. It's so... It's so hard. But, irregardless, 
Irregardless is an order. Regardless. I was, every time you say it, I'm all. Darts. <laughs> Chris. I'm trying to get better because I, I was really bad at it. You know what? You know, there's another one you're really bad at. <clears throat> you could care less. You say it all the time. I could care less. Oh, really? You say it all the I time. I know I say literally a lot. Yeah, but you say, I could care less. And I'm like, you couldn't care less. <laughs> I don't want to correct you. So I'm doing it now on your birthday. Well, you need to though. So I, so I'm aware. God, I've sounded like an idiot this whole time. His glass just shattered. Like, I know. Like probably for the past year I've, I've implanted in my brain. Don't say it regardless. Don't say it. That, what? Who started that? I don't know. And why I, do I'm, I do it? I'm always so bad with that as well. Like, Every time I talk and somebody looks at me wrong, I'm like, I went to River Valley. All right. <laughs> that's, that's my yeah. excuse. That's yeah. what I say. I went yeah. to River Valley. If they're from here, they're like, oh, okay, we understand. Every now and then I'll <laughs> slip and do something. You know, you get around certain people and they yeah. talk a certain way, and every now and then something slips yep. out. And usually people don't catch it, but I do. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna blow my brains out because I just I, said you know what's, you know what's a double negative or something. Wait, is that what, what, I mean, honestly though, is what if I was talking about something I cared about and I I was like I could care less. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> you know what's funny? Guess I'll go fuck myself. <laughs> But you that's know. good though, because now I'm gonna be aware of it. Be aware of it I've, yes. I've never like even thought twice about it. I feel like whenever I'm talking, did to I say Rob, that right? <laughs> <laughs> Everything I say, is shit. I feel like whenever I'm talking to you, I don't think about it. I'm like, all right, I know Rob is, but whatever. I'm just talking. But I feel like when I'm texting, I'm like, if I text this. Rob is definitely going to pick this apart. <laughs> like you're I, not, oh, oh, yeah. And you know what's even worse? I always, especially in my emails with work, I'm like, okay, you have to do this right. <laughs> <laughs> Rob is in this email. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, we got so, some bad ones, oh, man. So I'm like trying to like. I literally, I will have to like retype it like three times. You know what? I, <laughs> no, you know, you know what I've, for you? Honestly, you know what I've learned a long time ago. Was I will, I will do two things. If it's an important email, I'll write it in a Word doc, so it catches a lot of those grammatical so errors and stuff. So it does that. Uh, yeah. Outlook does, but I, I still am like I'm I'm hooked on Outlook because Outlook will actually help, or uh, Word doc will will help a lot of uh, um, of the spacing issues. Like if you should uh, you know put a, a dash in between, connect the words, a lot of that stuff. But then if it's a really important email and if anyone like above my director, above my boss is, is on there, I will act, I, I'll send it to three people say and say, right. proof it. Oh, shit. I'll, I'll proof it and I'll send it to my, my uh, like usually one of my supervisors and then I'll send it to one of my peers and then I'll send it to one of my, like if it's Jeez. going over, over my director, I'll send it to him and say, can you please proof it? Yeah. And it, it all three will come back with different like things because it, it's just one of those things there. There is something about, I don't care how smart you are, how witty you are, how good you are with computers. 
you will miss something with your own eyeballs. Yeah. It is a mental. It, it's a mental you know issue. What you're trying to say is sometimes you scan over. Sometimes yes. you'll put two two, you know, T O T O. Yeah. Like accidentally put yeah. two of them, you know. But uh, you know, I, I, I'm I'm sorry that you put that kind of pressure on yourself, Matt. Well, you know what's crazy? So I don't ever usually send That's good though that because long of emails. When you when you hit that send button, that shit is locked forever. Yes. No, I, I definitely you think about make it. Sure Whenever I send a work email, is which is a good thing though, Rob. That, no, I, I it think is. about it. So every work email yeah. that I send, I always am like thinking, okay, how would what, Rob want me to put this? You know? So I'm like, I word it in no, the right that's way. Good. If it if it ever got to where I had to write something that long to where I needed to send it to three people, I would just go to his office and talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't feel bad, dude. Your boss is terrible at emails. Oh, He's the worst. He's bad. I, 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 I'm, I'm bad, and I look at his, and I'm like. <laughs> He's the worst. Fuck. He's I look, the worst. I look like a fucking. Love uh, the guy to death. But I look dang, like a New York bestseller compared I'm to like, this you're, guy. I'm like, you are Shit. never going to send emails to customers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's all right. But I, I definitely think of, uh, think of you every time I send an email. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Creating accountability at it. Yes. Even know. No, definitely. <laughs> hey, is it like I'm allowed to? <laughs> allowed, yeah. <laughs> right. Are you out loud or? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. I guess. I need... Hey, we'll we'll talk a little bit a little bit of smack on uh, Patriot Mike since he's not here, but <laughs> he uh, he texts something about him being allowed to come out or whatever, but he used A L O U D like. Out loud, allowed, like speaking, you know, right. instead of A L L O W, like he wasn't allowed. Yeah. And me, me and Aaron were like, I, it's the wrong allowed. <laughs> 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 Nothing you can do about it. It just is. <laughs> you could do like the uh, liberals do and just change the dictionary. It, right? So listen to this. So, you know, uh, whenever the sales guys sell a vehicle, we say, hey, you know, remember to send your, your your thank you cards, you know, like we buy cards and we want them to, you know, handwrite like, hey, thanks so yeah. much for your business, yep. blah, blah, blah. You know, send thank you cards. It's, it's a nice gesture. And, <clears throat> and you know, we want the customers to know, like, this isn't just a one and done thing. We, we're here for you, whatever. And so we had this one sales guy. He just did not want to do it. And uh, we told him, we said, Look, man, this isn't uh, this, this, it's not up for a negotiation. Like, it's part of the job. You're yeah, gonna do this. Yeah. So, he had I don't know how many different customers that he hadn't sent these cards out to. So we said, look, here's the cards, here's their addresses. You know, hold his hand, right? This guy's like 50 years old. So he never learned how to write. Listen, this is I'm not even joking. <laughs> he goes into the <laughs> office to the girls and says here because they'll post them you know they'll run them through the thing that you went on yeah. stamps you know we have the machine machine that, yeah yeah so <laughs> he, he puts the stack on there and the girls look at it and uh it no joke said uh to the customer's name from jim <laughs> <laughs> Where's it going, Jim? Are we gonna tape it to their front door? Like, where do we go? Like, where, where's the address? Do we stamp, gotta get the CIA no involved? Fucking... So, 
<laughs> so listen, we're like, <laughs> I was like, is this guy kidding? <laughs> but I ain't kidding, there's 20 of them, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is disaster. So we're like, how do you not, how do you not make fun of the guy, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you got to be the boss and be like, hey, Jim, let's have a conversation about how you don't know how to address an envelope. <laughs> Isn't uh, that the only way of communication when you're alive? <laughs> Did you forget? I thought, oh my gosh, you're 50. Like you were, lo- you were doing this before there was email. Like, did, I- you, did you skip the carrier pigeon straight <laughs> to email? Like, you expect that? Were you like in a, a coma for 20 years? <laughs> just going on, just ripping. Why Jim's sitting there like? <laughs> so I'm trying to be like, you know, like. <laughs> I, I'm the, I'm, I'm in charge. I gotta be a little bit extra. But the other guys, they don't give a shit. Yeah, you know, they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" you know? <laughs> I'm like, guys, and I'm hey, trying not to laugh. You know, but here's the deal. Sometimes as a boss, you you hope your guys are gonna do that. <laughs> hey, give give it to him good on this one. He's like, what? Because I cannot. He's like, sorry. You're right. I'm I'm dumb. I'm like, no, no, that's not what we're saying. We just don't but. understand. <laughs> You're so trying to fill out an envelope. Oh, it was bad. He wasn't the only one, though. That's the other thing. He wasn't the only one. There were some other ones, but what they did was they put who they were mailing them to in the upper left-hand corner. And that was it. Oh, so there was gosh. nothing in the middle. So they could, hey, at least it would get returned. <laughs> right. <laughs> Coming right back. And I was like, oh, boy. There was a bunch of bad ones, man. That'd be funny if he mailed them and they all came to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got a bunch of thank you cards. <laughs> oh, I remember when we uh, we hired a bunch of salespeople like that's probably like five years ago, and they were young, you know, probably eighteen, nineteen, twenty, you know, whatever. And uh, we had a bunch of uh, Chevy Sparks, brand new Chevy Sparks on all stick shifts. And so we're out moving the lot, and we're like, all right, hey, jump in there and go ahead and pull that around. We're going to move, you know, these sparks over in this spot. And this young girl gets in there, and she's just revving the engine. Wham, wham. She's like, there's something wrong. It's not going anywhere. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not going anywhere? She's just revving it out. Just And then all of a sudden, you can hear her start grinding the gears. And I'm like you don't know how to drive a stick shift, do you? And she's like, no. And I'm, all the whole crop of them were like, I don't either. I don't either. And so I look at the sales manager. I was like, did you ask them when you hired them if they knew how to drive a stick shift? Oh, gosh. And he's like, who doesn't know how to drive a stick shift? I said, all of them. All of them. <laughs> wow. not, not a single one of them knows how. That's okay. We'll teach you. But uh, next time you start firing them into stick shifts, why don't you ask them if they know how to drive yeah. them? <laughs> She's hey, grinding the I, gears. I have a good one here. So I have a, I have this this kid come in with his grandparents. He's 17. So his grandparents can buy the car for, it's under their name, but they can give it to him because he's uh, under younger age, than yeah. eight, under yeah. eight. He's 17. He gets a fucking stick shift Camaro, you know? And he, he knew exactly what he wanted. He's like, I want this Camaro. Boom, boom, boom. We agreed to numbers. We were getting ready to go to finance. And so I'm talking to him, get him all set up with everything. And he's all, I don't know how to drive stick. I said, 
you knew it was a stick. He's like, I know, but I don't know how to drive. <laughs> stick. I've never driven stick in my life. I just always wanted one. And I said, so long story short, I had to show this guy how to drive a manual in about 30 minutes so that he could drive home. So I said, please call me when you get home. <laughs> I want to make sure. That's so, good customer service. sweating it out. Oh, I'm, so he, so our, when you leave our dealership, it's kind of a hill, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm watching him, and I'm like, okay, he's good. So I walk, and I'm walking away. I get a phone call. He's like, I can't get out of the hill. And, I, and so I'm running out, and I'm showing, and I said, hey, if you're ever on a hill, pull the e-brake and just put it in the first. Ease out of first, and as you're easing out of first, out of, easing out of the clutch, yeah. ease out of the e-brake. You know, and I'm showing him. So I showed him that, and he said he stalled in the middle of Highway 95 from the uh, uh, Parkway and Highway 95. He stalled it. He he stalled it like three times. He said he got home, but I had to show this kid, and I'm like, oh my gosh, please God, just let this kid get home. Okay, you know, <laughs> and then he said he, he texted me like five days later. And he says, "I got it now. I'm finally good." Good, dude. But that's I'm like, awesome. I had to treat. I had to teach this kid. Hey, I've done it. When I was a sales guy, I did it. I it taught, was crazy. I taught this girl how to drive stick. It was in a Nissan Versa, and uh, I said, uh, "She said I never drove stick before," and I was like, "Ah, oh, you know, you're trying to sell a car. Ah, oh, it's no big deal. It's, ah, it's no sweat. I got it. I'll teach you." And so she's like, all right. And uh, she was kind of like, um, she was kind of like this, like, softball player type, you know, yeah. kind of like aggressive female, you know. And uh, so she gets in this thing, puts it in first gear. And I, I'm, I'm in the passenger seat thinking, okay, is there anyone around? Like, I'm not trying to get myself killed. And so uh, I said, look, <laughs> I'm talking her through it. You just kind of let off the clutch, and you'll feel it engage. And as soon as you start feeling engaged, you know, you give it a little. And I'm watching. She romps on the gas. And I'm like, well, hold on, hold on. I told you, wait. And then she just dumps the clutch. But it didn't stall. So I was like, all right, we're getting so okay. And I'm trying to like, to, yeah. it was pretty intense, but yeah. shit. She caught on, I thought, fairly yeah. quick, you know. Well, at least you got to learn on a, on, on a was it Nissan Versa? Yeah, yeah, at least it wasn't you know, a Camaro. some kid a Camaro, which <laughs> is like, you're either in or out. It's like, you know, there's not much feather in there that clutch. There is not. Yeah, no. so. No, th like, you guys talk about customer service, and it just brought something up, and I brought this new club out that I just got. Because I, I bought those Bomb Tech wedges, and then uh, I bought the iron set. Well, um, email and back and forth. When I bought this stuff, they they called me to thank me for my purchase, and then they sent me an email like a video, and it's not just like a, a random email. It, it's, it's Mike. He goes by Sully, his nickname. He literally sent like videotapes and email. And he's like, "Hey, Aaron, I just want to thank you. You know, this is your second thing like you've gotten from us. I hope you like it. Blah blah blah." blah. And that, it like, even like a handwritten thank you, like you were talking about, yeah, it, it yeah. just goes a long way, further than most people think. Well, anyways, by talking to him, I got this new bad boy for 50 bucks. And this is the, their new high wood. It's a 16-degree hybrid fairway wood. 
Yeah, see, it looks a little bit in between. It's a little bit bigger of a head than a regular hybrid. So it's in between. 16 degrees, and most three woods are 14, 15 degrees. <clears throat> yeah, that's nice. So a pretty sick-ass shaft, right? It's got the lime green. Look at that thing, man. You're Hit gonna, it a couple times today. Club. I'm sure you're going to love that club. But, I mean, it's a $200 club. Stiff flex. Stiff flex. Why does the handle grip look like a penis? I don't know. Why does it? Does it? <laughs> to the listeners, it does. Ah. <laughs> With two big, big old balls. In it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I know where to wrap my pinky. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, that's a cool-ass club. No, that's nice. Like they're this, they're uh they're making a chipper right now. Hey, if you look at the, you can tell where you hit it today where the yeah, dimples are right yeah, here on the yeah, heel. Yeah, 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 yeah. See where the <laughs> <laughs> see where the dots the ball. Is there a yeah. dent right there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we call hosled. Hey, you hosled that one. <laughs> Is that a I'm word? I'm a little I'm a little heely, but not as bad as you're talking about. Get out of here. I guess we could grade on a curve. <laughs> That's what we do in Japan. <laughs> or China. I don't know if they are curve in China. If I don't think there's enough there to curve. It's all pixelated. <laughs> we have no idea. The only curvature is the hair. <laughs> or the bukkake has a curvature. <laughs> Feels good. That was oh, good. Huh? You like it? It's fucking you ready for more? Or yeah, are you I'll gonna go I'll, back to your? I'll take another one. Shit. Uh, so what else? So this is no bullshit. You know, I took the last couple days off. I uh, got the house ready, doing uh, the appraisal. The house was yeah. the house like dialed for the appraiser to show up. He shows up yesterday. I think it went great. But in the meantime, me doing all this stuff. You know, the boy here's <clears throat> hanging out the house and he's just freaking out watching YouTube videos, UFC and everything. And he's like, Dad, two more sleeps. And I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, two more sleeps and then we get to see Connor. And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Today, one more sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, Dude, I'm so pumped. He's excited. Hey, the, the car tomorrow is... The two, it the looks COVID good. The event so, is just as good as the main so event. So before we let Ryan get into his whole spiel, let, let's explain what's happening tomorrow night. So oh, we got, yeah. We have uh, professional Bukak... I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's later. We have, after dinner. That's after dinner. Uh, Teppanyaki... Coming to the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming to the house. We're going to do a little uh, little uh, birthday. We got we to gotta make sure we, we throw Olivia, Olivia some love. Uh, her birthday was on Monday. Yes. This week. Throw her a little love, too. Um, it's too bad Mike and Tammy can't come. I'm pretty upset about that. But um, we're doing some teppanyaki at the house. Guy's coming with this whole grill gonna what a cool idea. that's a cool idea too with it is going on and i hope he brings a big squirt bottle of the sake and just like across the table you oh, know yeah. how to squirt it 
Yeah. Bukaki <coughs> right in the face. Think about the what if it's all pixelated? <laughs> <laughs> what if take a portrait too far back so it'll be fuzzy a little yeah. bit? And just with a big, like, looks like a bush coming out of it. Uh, but pretty excited about that. And that's that's just dinner. We're, we're going to have some good, good food, eat. But then we have MMA, McGregor, Poirier, round two. Yes. That's what you think, round two? What? No, it's number two. Oh, well, oh it's their second, second fight. fight. Yeah, second, yeah. second yeah. fight. They fought at 145. Yeah, so Ryan has pulled up all kinds of videos. Uh, we've been watching videos, highlights, stuff like that. You know, uh, I actually learned quite a bit. Um, I did not know that Connor had he never lost in the UFC at one forty five, right? No. Nope, yeah, I did not know that. Absolute beast. <clears throat> yep. And uh slaughtered yep. Fastest you know, knockout in uh championship in a championship fight ever. Against oh, Aldo. Jose Aldo. Yep. Man, I, yep. I remember watching that live and I was blown away. Oh, insane. Yeah. Which one was that? When he knocked out Aldo. Yeah. And you know, what's, oh, yeah. you know what's even yeah. crazier is that they show him warming up before and showing him do the, the like the fallback left hook. Yeah. You know, he was practicing that left hook. He pissed him off, and he knew he was yeah, in coming in. And he did the exact move Ooh, to knock him out. So, he has good strategy, man. Yeah. Who's this? McGregor. <clears throat> yeah. You know, and I will tell you, uh, we watched. I mean, watched a handful of videos on it but we we're talking about uh one of them was on bets like who who made what seemed to be crazy bets and cashed in on them you know and uh there was one of them was talking about when mcgregor fought uh mayweather and it was like you know everyone thought you know he he was just gonna make quick easy work of mcgregor but mcgregor fucked his shit up for like mm-hmm. five rounds yeah and then gassed out you know what i mean and that's that sucks but damn dude i wanted him to fucking win that fight so bad you know just to catch all he had to do is who does that to really catch him once mayweather wins every round of every fight right and he's got an mma guy and they're fucking whooping his ass i mean really he ran away like he was he was trying to but that just goes to show you though it's uh, boxing is such a more difficult sport when it comes to um like uh, stamina, stamina yeah. in, in like power, everything's different. Yeah. It's, well, a it, it, it's a whole different yeah, ball game. Different. But for for MMA fighter to go to to go there is a, a lot easier yeah. in my opinion versus a boxer going in an MMA. One hundred percent. Because there's so many different yeah. more facets yeah. when it comes to it's MMA. If Mayweather in wrestling, in all of it. McGregor in MMA, he would have been done in thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. He would have been yeah. annihilated. When you when you yeah. know you can't get like touched other than the hands, that makes a big difference. If you know like if you and when you get dropped that you're safe, you're yeah, gonna get jumped on top of and wailed on. Yeah, I mean that it's it's a big uh, uh, mentally too. I mean you you know, and that's why Mayweather has become the best at, at what he does. I mean at first when he first started, he was hitting people and he was knocking people out and all that stuff. But then he learned he didn't need to. He didn't need to do that. He could sit there and just like 
save his energy and sit there and let him wear themselves out and then go for the kill when he needed to if he even needed to at all. All he had to do was land punches. He learned how to play the game. And we were talking about Connor and uh, his ground game or his uh, ground and pound game. And uh, Ryan made a really good point. <clears throat> it's whenever you know he puts an opponent down, he doesn't rush in there and just start throwing you know hands yeah, and elbows. Yeah, yeah. He lands precision, methodical, shots, very methodical. You know, and we watched something a little while back talking about how you. It, it actually the video I think actually compared it to golf, where you know these guys go in and they put like, all this energy and swinging away trying to land these heavy, heavy shots. Um, but the thing is, is a very well-placed shot with less energy is far more effective. Kind of like hitting a, you know, just let the club do the work, right? All you got to do is just yeah. swing through. If you land it right in the right spot, the ball, you know, yep. you know goes Wait, much farther. Have you farther. seen what Connor said, like, in one of his most famous uh, post-fight interviews, he, or in the Octagon, he's like, precision beats power, timing beats speed every time. Yeah. He hits yes, people he on the butt. Yep. He's so precise so, with his punches. So what sure. we used to teach, it, like in the military, like when you bust down doors, right? You got a four-man team going into a, a house to, to bust it down. If everyone's rushing in there, you're going to fall all over each other, and everybody's dead. So it was always slow as smooth, smooth as fast, right? Yep. Slow as smooth, yep. smooth as fast. So you literally go from the word slow to fast – without any any indifference at all just because when you're methodical and you know the movements and you're calm about it and you you're precise with your movements so the first guy goes in if it's a left open door you go to the right if it's a right open door you go to the left and that next guy comes in and he's already covering covering you and then this guy comes in and he's covering this way and then the next guy comes in and he's covering this way and then he covers the rear it did it like you practice it so much you become a, a a unit and that's conor mcgregor you learn how to do all this stuff and you and you learn to teach yourself not to get excited and not to be overcome by emotion right yeah because once you're overcome by emotion you're like oh i got him and you run in that's when you get knocked out because the guy you have no idea what a hurt snake is going to do or a hurt or a, what, what is it a pinned up tiger or whatever you have no idea what they're going to do they could lay down and let you kill them or they could just fuck come out and like give it everything they got and by that time you could be laying on the ground knocked out already so like coming in being decisive thinking about your next move before letting your emotion make your next move that's that that i mean it makes a huge difference for right. sure <clears throat> definitely does so what what other fights uh On the what, yeah well before that what, who do you got Connor which round I can't deny him I just can't dude he's on another level but do you like I, Poirier I love Dustin Poirier he's one of my favorite fighters So you you, you I, have I don't want him to lose I don't want either This is like lose. when when uh, Chuck Liddell fought Rich Franklin <laughs> No because fuck Rich Franklin <laughs> <laughs> Why No nah, fuck, fuck that <laughs> I cried when that fucking fight happened, dude. Yeah. We, I cried. I was like a little kid. <laughs> that rich ace, man. Ace oh, yeah. Seeing 
Kachuk go unconscious for like the third time in a row? Oh, yeah. Too much. Yeah, too much. <laughs> Those two are two of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, I might cry again if Dustin Poirier gets knocked out in the first round, though. Because that's just like, I, he's such a yeah. likable guy. Yeah, he like, is. He's like I, a good he's dude. A, he's he is. Great he is dude. a good dude. He is. Yeah. Dude. But, but, Con- but Connor is the showman. Yeah. yeah. I want to see it go a little bit. I, I predict I a second round yeah. TKO. See, my, what my thing was is I, I honestly, I'll tell you right now, I despised Connor. Oh, really? But then when he fought Floyd, it changed my whole tune. Because I was like, that is super. You didn't even re- like him when he came double champ and beat Eddie Alvarez. And no, no, like Austin he just to me it was just another cocky. Because I was never an Anderson Silva guy. No, yeah. I hated the fucking like way he. Did you see he, what he did to Rich Franklin? I was there. Yeah, I was at that. You fight. were there. Yeah, I was oh, so yeah. pissed off. I drove home. He smashed his skull <laughs> in with his knees. I'm not even joking. You two hour drive home. Yeah, I was like, I'm, fuck this. Yeah, I had a room and everything, dude. I was fucking so yeah, mad. I drove home. And then it was probably. And then I got a ticket for going 99. Oh. <laughs> and the cop says, "You know, when you're driving this fast, you're just turning this vehicle into a weapon and aiming it at someone." <laughs> I was like, "So you can't smell the booze on my breath?" Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, "Were you sober? <laughs> Were you sober?" I was like, "What the fuck, man? I was pissed off, dude. Like, I get fucking pulled over and got a ticket on my oh, way home." Man. You're like, "Yeah." Right at Anderson Silva. Yeah, who is this guy, anyways? <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, I I never liked Anderson Silva, and Conor McGregor was the next Anderson Silva to me, and I could not wait for him to just get knocked out from being so cocky. But like, if there was something that turned in me that gave him like so much more respect, and then it's like it, it's just like any any like winner, right? You either hate him or you love him. Just like, I mean, the Yankees, the Patriots, you know, the Lakers. You either love them or you fucking hate them. And that was like what he was to me. He was a Red Sox guy. And then he turned to a Yankee guy, you know, because it was just something that I just, I, I found, it was a whole newfound respect for him to get in the boxing ring. No one else did. Right. Right. No one else wanted to do right. it. He's Everyone talked that. the shit. Yeah. So many people talked the shit, but Connor didn't. He t- he followed his his talk with his walk, and I loved it about him. And I didn't care about that. And then from then on, I was like, all right, I fucking love this guy. All right, fuck it. <laughs> and it was honestly, he could be as cocky as he wants, yeah. and I love oh, it. No, he he's earned it. No, he has. Yes. He did. He was the first double champ in UFC history. That yeah. Is yeah. Remarkable. Yeah. Like, he called he calls his shots, man. He's he's well. Called, no, like, he follows uh, up. He follows it up. Yeah. I mean, he does. He. I mean, that and, and that's he said that he's takes a knock him out in sixty seconds. So. We'll see. Yeah. Hey, then well, called, that, that, that's all. Hey, we hey, didn't think that was going to happen. Hey, during the, the conference, the, the, uh, when they were talking today, he kind of like backtracked a little bit, and they talked about that. And he, and he said, look, I, I want to do that. But I also, he says, I only got a certain amount of time with, with Cerrone. And he says, that didn't really sit well with me. He uh-huh. says, I wanted to get some more time. You know, I, you trained this much, mm-hmm. you know, when you want to – get some minutes, get some rounds under your belt to, to fight. And he's like, so as much as I want to do that, I want to, I do want to get a good fight in and get some rounds in. He's still so, going to do it though. I mean, obviously he's not going to go out yeah, there. If yeah. he can, he's going to do it. That might be part of his mind games it, it, right I, there. I think it all is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, how? Poirier outright said, I will go, I want to go five rounds in a bloody fucking That'd be badass. War. That's what he wanted. I don't to think Connor it's going like, to get past right. two. 
I think two is the number. See, to me, like I, I would go out there and like the the mental aspect of it, right? I mean, you you go and you're. I, I'm gonna knock him out this fast. Doesn't matter. Right. That's what I want to do. Who who? No one wants to go. No one wants to get hit in the face. I don't right. care who. You, well, I mean, you could tell he's a different yeah. fighter now, though, because I mean, when you watch him against Cerrone, now granted, Cerrone is past his time, but he's still Cerrone's again. He's He's an OG. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a scrapper. He's an OG, but he's I mean, still. He's, but he's a scrapper, though. He likes to fight. He and, and Connor broke his nose with Connor his shoulder. Connor made him look like he was a 145 yeah. pounder. He did. And he's a big dude. He did. He Cerrone yeah. is a big dude. He's he can I, fight I, at 170. Okay. I feel like Cerrone needs like he's almost like at the beginning of the main card fighter. Yeah. No. He's he's on his he, way out. He's not. He's, he's on his way he, out. He's for already, sure. He's lost. I think two times since then, and then he drew with Nico Price. Yeah. And then that was his last fight. He, like, he, he's still a force, yeah. though, but he's a big guy. And he's, he's still bigger training. than Dustin. Yeah. And, he, and, yeah, and he, he's still fighting. He's and, still and training. Connor made, he, Connor I mean, made him still look like Dana's, he was a fucking featherweight. Dana's going to retire him soon. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen if, if he loses again. Definitely. So speaking of, we never really got around to it, Anthony Pettis. Oh, going to the other organization. For yeah, what would you think about that? Um, I mean, it's whatever. It's they, they need to they're trying to free up this roster space because COVID brought in all these new fighters and they got that Dana White contender series and so uh, they're giving everyone contracts. Which right is Pettis? Is he a one fifty five or is he one forty five? Yeah, he's going back to one fifty five. Yeah. See, so the, so I that's what if he's one fifty five, that's why I think it's a good move because the one fifty five has the, some fucking. Did we have this conversation on a podcast? We we uh, yeah. we did talk about it because remember we talked about how I remember we, we talked about it yeah. like. <clears throat> With each other, but I don't remember. Oh, I don't we, know if it was on a podcast, but we talked about. We did bring it up. You know, being oh, okay. being the best of the worst, or the worst of the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which would you rather it, be? Well, it, then you look at Michael Chandler. He was the Bellator champ. That'd be right. like the best of the worst right. Bellator champion. Yeah. And he signed with UFC. Now he's in the co yeah. events mom. Yep. He's a, he's Dan badass. Hooker. So so here's the deal though, I would rather be the best of the worst and get up to being the worst of the best and then work my way up versus being the best of the best, then being the worst of the best and then going, I'm going to be the best of the worst. You know what I mean? Like that's the fall, but that that's the fall. You have the rise Mm -hmm. from like you go to Bellator. That's fine. You go up, you're doing good. Chandler's trying to just go from worst of the best or best of the worst to Straight up to best of the best. Yeah. He, he, thinks, he thinks that that gap is nothing for right. some reason. We'll see. That's why it's good yeah. that Pettis yeah. left because I'm the not... 155 division is probably the best division in the UFC. Dude, Dan Hooker would be a champion in it. Think... Oh, so look at who you have. You have, what, you have Khabib. You have yeah. Hooker. You have Poirier. You have McGregor. You have what, Gaethje. What's funny to me, though. Those, it... and then now you have Chandler. So you have six guys. Olivera. Over, Over, yeah. yeah. So you have seven guys that could literally be champion. Oh, yeah. What other division has that? Has seven what, guys? What's funny to me, like growing up, uh, two hundred five was always the best. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The- and then it went to to uh, one eighty five, and then it went to like one seventy was the best with GSP, yep. all those guys. Yep. Now Matt Sarah. Now it's 155. 155 is the division. I had to throw that out there. (laughs) If I'm going to throw GSP, GSP. (laughs) Fuck you, GSP. (laughs) Matt Sarah. Matt Sarah reminds me. Did you guys ever watch wrestling growing up? 
Oh, yes. WWF. So oh, it was a huge. Do you remember I the watched Brooklyn, it at the point in my life? The Brooklyn. You might have been a kid. Ultimate but I was, uh, <laughs> No, no, no. Do you guys remember the Brooklyn Brawler? He used yes. to come out in jeans and a ripped up white t-shirt. He was always the guy that everyone would fuck up all the time. And then every so often he would get this win to keep him relevant. And again, WWE, you know, it, it's fake. It's script. It's scripted. Not fake. It's scripted. But, uh, well, it, I mean, they're athletes. Right, we got yeah, yeah, They're yeah. athletes, Front but proof of that. Yeah. but it's scripted. It, it's yeah, truly scripted. Yeah. But uh, Matt Sarah always reminded me of him because he's this fucking loudmouth piece of shit, and he would always get his ass whooped, and then all of a sudden he beats GSP, and you're like. Was that scripted? (laughs) (laughs) Like, was this Dana White? Like, because this should not happen. He straight up knocked him out, too. Knocked him out. Yeah, with his fucking T-Rex on. I know. How the hell did he even land that? You can see he landed, and he's like, oh, my God, I did it. Let me finish this, and then it's over. And then he was like, the best ever, and then he just got his ass whipped a bunch of times. (laughs) When GSD came back the second fight and hit him with them fucking knees to the body, dude. Oh, that's, oh, the, that's the good thing. That's the crazy thing about MMA is that any fighter can literally win on any given night. Yeah, yeah. same with WWE. At any time, you can get At any time. That's <laughs> well, it. Yeah. NWO. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That fight. I mean, Anderson Silva was getting fucked up for 24 minutes. Right. That's still, that's then, still to me, was one of the hardest watch it's fights. It's a heartbreaker still for me right now. It kills me Ugh. to this day. I love. I was. That win, man. He you, did, man. I was over there in so the corner. Get. I was. Oh, Chael Sonnen. His mic American. presence is right. well, great. Yeah. Well, because he when he came out, I already hated Anderson Silva. So anyone talking shit to Anderson Silva, I was all about it. And literally, it was like. The fifth round, there's 30 seconds left, and I'm over there bukkaking up the wall. <laughs> uh, like, no one's watching because everyone's on the TV, and I'm like, In the there's pixelation uh, going on. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm strong as bull, and I'm still pixelated. I don't know why I'm trying to get out of it. It's still staying I'm with still me. I'm still pixelated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm swinging this way, that way. Can't get away from the pixelation. But that I was so excited, and then all of a sudden, triangle. Yeah. Done. Done. Oh, yeah, that was one of my... I would have went to sleep at least. Like, go out with honor. Didn't he tap? He did tap. He did tap. He did tap. It didn't take him long either. Nah, it didn't. It wasn't like he's at the last second tap. It was like, fuck, I'm done. Yeah. That's probably something he's learned, though. Like, oh, it's locked. Yeah. Yeah. He should have done the rampage and fucking picked him up yeah, by his head dude. and slammed him on his head. What if he did? That would have been badass. <laughs> Just like, I mean, you think about it. There wasn't much. What, what was that? Was that the was that the fifth round? It oh, was yeah. deep it was, into the fifth it was, round. It was in the last two minutes. Yeah. I think. It, there wasn't thirty seconds left. No, no, it wasn't it was, that. Yeah, it wasn't it was that close. Last, it was the one hundred percent in the fifth round. Yeah. In the last three minutes. He could. I mean. Man, imagine that. Just fucking slam. But if you just if you if you just look at Anderson Silva and you act like you love him, that's like emphatic for his career. Like yeah. that was probably his Oh, if goal. if you loved Anderson Silva, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's yeah. like I mean, Anderson yeah. Silva fans are probably crying watching yeah. him. Like holy 
They cried then, yeah. and then they also cried when he fucking <laughs> snapped his leg in half. Oh, yeah. yeah. I jumped up I and down, video, recorded it with my like phone. A, that was my favorite part ever. Oh, yeah, dude, when he tried to step back on it and, like, the bone <sighs> stabbed into the canvas. I've never... <laughs> I, I, I don't... I don't... I rarely cheer for injuries. Mm-hmm. For, for anybody, in general. Like, I, I mean, I love watching videos of people fucking themselves up. <laughs> Me and Matt watched this video. This guy like trying to do a dance on uh, on a TikTok or something like that, and he's popping bubbles and doing a rap song, and he trips over a box. And you're like, oh, he's just tripping over a box, and then he kind of like falls back, and then all of a sudden there's basement stairs. And he just like, and you see you see feet in the air, and you all yours, oh, and then all the way down at the bottom, he's like. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, I like that stuff. But like in serious injuries, I'm not a big fan of. But that was one I was like, yes. <laughs> You're like, fuck Brazil. Hey, I remember, was it Frank Mir put Nogueira in that uh, Kimura? And, uh, and the Nogueiras are yes. known. They teach. Yes. You don't tap ever. Ever. And I was like, he's going to break it. Yep. He's going to break it. And all of a sudden you see it go. Ah, and you're yeah. like, oh, shit. Yes. And yeah. he still didn't tap. No. And he, he didn't even, he didn't even like flinch. Yeah. His face stayed the same. It's almost like they practiced that. I was like, hey, hey bro, your arm is going to I'm going to pop your shoulder out of the socket real quick. <laughs> don't make a face. <laughs> While you're asleep, just. <laughs> like, even if you go. <laughs> They fucking yeah, they whip you. Jesus. <laughs> hey, you know what fights that I'm looking forward to besides Connor and uh, and uh, Poirier this year? Jake Paul. No, is fucking is uh, Ingunu is gonna fight Miocic? Yeah, they're they're looking that in the oh. spring. They're gonna fight. Stipe beat him already, right? Yep. Yeah, but he's a different guy now. His best shots, but he's fought since. Francis has gotten better. Yeah, I, I. It's a hard one, man. That's, that's the heavyweight. Right? just takes him down. I think Stipe takes it. He I'm, has I'm to. If he doesn't Stipe. take, if, if Stipe I'm doesn't take like him Stipe. down, I like Ngano's Stipe. gonna fuck great. him up. Yeah. Right, if he has to, if he stands with Ngano, he's done. He's, I don't know, though. I think man. he's done. He, yep. he's, he can still pick him apart, but he like, can. He but Ngano, but do you see? Is it is it true that the Diaz's? Are coming back? Yep, Nick is coming back. Nick, Nate is already, you know, Nate was probably going to come back regardless. But yeah. Nick coming back is like, oh. To he the UFC, called, though. So Nick got no, called out it, Wednesday. I actually think it was Nate. Oh, was it Nate? I or? think it ended up being See, Nate. I thought he said Nate. I thought he said Nick, but I think he did say Nate. But either way, it's Nick. Who is this guy? Adesanya is going to fight for Nate the, Diaz like has been week. one of my favorite fighters. Nate? Yep. Yeah. Nate. I, I, well, I've always loved the Diaz brothers regardless. Yeah, yeah. Irregardless. Irregardless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like Nate. I, I I remember Nate sunk that triangle, and I don't remember who it was on. Oh, but yeah. he sunk the, the fucking triangle. He slipped him off to his... He didn't even tap out yet. No. Yeah. He knew he had it. Fucking middle fingers. Like, like, I loved yeah. it. Yeah. I, I, dude, that's... I, like, yeah, talking about shit talking, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they, those two are the king. Oh. They oh. should have let him keep fighting against fucking... Uh, um, Masvidal. Masvidal. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's when fucking Nate gets good. Yeah. When he oh, gets when he's bloodied up and yeah. he gets fucked up and he 
And later in the round, and he was pissed. He was like, "You know, it's funny. That's when think he gets about good. it, dude. You run into Nate Diaz at the bar, and oh, he says some yeah. shit to you, and you you're like, what'd you say?' And he's like, "No, fuck you, man. What's up? <laughs> yeah. What's up, man? No, you want a piece of this, but, man? But he he, even if like you, know, you, you like, score up to him and he goes, "What? What? What? Yeah, yeah right. Like, with this with this weird flex he does. Yeah, yeah and, he and you're like, uh, okay. And then all of a sudden, Bro, <laughs> no, you you should know. He's only you a, see the cauliflower ears. He's a Oh yeah, sixty-five, hundred and seventy pounds walking around. And yeah, he would just fuck you up. Right. That and was what. I, that is why I stopped going to downtown Tempe on Mill Avenue. It's like that's ASU Central right there. And we used to, we used to go party all, there all the time. And then UFC got big, and all of a sudden. You'd be walking through, and that place was packed all the time. And you used to like bump into people, and everything was cool, whatever. Then all of a sudden, I remember this. There was this like switch to where you'd bump into someone, and you like say you spill someone's drink because you're like trying to get through the bar. And before you'd go, oh my bad, dude. Like and look and like, hey, can I buy you another drink? Yeah, whatever. And now you're like, oh, can I buy you another drink? And they're like, fuck you, dude. I I fucking I'm MMA. And you're like. What the fuck, dude? Like, real MMA fighters don't talk about it, bro. Yes. The real <laughs> ones don't. But it is scary, though, because you just never know. You, you don't you know now. You just don't know who is trained. Well, you know? and, and now... Well, that's why we go to raves, man, because you bump into someone and they're like, peace, brother. Yeah, stick yeah. a finger that's in my true. butt. That's true. <laughs> no, ravers Rob, are all about hey, it. Rob yeah. fucking leveled like fucking five people, and I'm thinking, oh, we're gonna have to fucking fight. He even leveled a girl, up, and dude. I'm like, oh, the fucking boyfriend's gonna want to fight. The fucking the girl Look, gets up, and Rob's like, oh, are you okay? There's six of us, and I'm on the end. So think about it, and we're in the sea of people, two hundred thousand people. That's a big old caboose. And I'm like a the wrecking ball yeah. on the end of the chain. Yeah. And dude, I hit this little Asian girl, dude. Boom. She lands flat on her back on the ground, and I'm like, oh, my God. But I didn't want to let go, you know, because you, you get lost in the yeah. mix of all the oh, people. But I had to help her. I felt so bad. I mean, she hit the ground so hard, and I'm like, so I just picked her up. I said, I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, no, it's okay. And I was like, oh. There was only one time that I hit I hit this roided out Asian. There are Asians everywhere. And uh, I hit this roided out dude, and he kind of like tried to check me back. And uh, we were in, we had VIP, but we were in the general admission bathrooms, the fucking thousands of porta potties. And I didn't want to be in there anyways, you know, and boom, I hit this guy and he hits back. And I was like, I'm not in the right frame of mind to be dealing with this. Besides, there's like 8,000 of them right now. And I'm like the only white guy around here. I'm taller than all of them. I'm the only one not pixelated. It is like that though. It's crazy. Like I've never been in a in a place where you've had that many people. I think that's my next Halloween you, costume. You never see any fights. Nah, man. I've been three times. I ran into a lot of people, people hard, and everyone was like, "Are you okay?" Yeah. It's crazy. If you were at a fucking hip hop concert or whatever, they would have been. Oh, like, then the shots rang out, yeah. dude. <laughs> well, no, like just even think a rock concert. Then they're yeah. like mosh pit, fucking. Starts and you're like, well, I didn't do anything. Yes. <laughs> I just ran into somebody. I don't do mosh pits, man. No, I've always hated them. Yeah, me too. I've, I've never always hated them. Never been in a mosh pit. I have no. I desire. remember we used to go to this concert. It was uh, 97.9 was like it was KUPD uh, down in Phoenix. 
It was the rock station. And we went we went to a bunch of concerts and it was like the all day concerts where they'd have people all day. And they had it at it was old old baseball field. It was a uh, it wasn't Bank One Ballpark. It was uh, I can't remember the name of it. No, it's been so long. Big old field, and they they had like three stages, so like they would have three concerts going on, and then everyone would meet up in the middle at the end, and it would always be like, you know, POD played there one time, and Deftones, and all these people, and um, we were sitting there. I remember that it there was this big old like uh, where where people were getting um, what's it called when. People are carrying people crowd surfing. crowd surfing. And I remember these guys were sitting next to us. And there was this girl that rolled by in like this like tank top and these short shorts. And I saw this guy just dig his hand into this girl's shorts. And the girl was like, what the fuck? Like, blah, 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 blah. And this guy's like, <laughs> and I just like looked and I just went, bink, and fucking popped him, dude. Fucking knocked his ass out. <laughs> I, I, I like it was one of those things where I like didn't hesitate because I've never been I, I will never ever be a fan of like disrespect no girls I like agree that. With you. like you that is like one of the sex crime yeah li- literally a yeah, sex crime yeah. and like they, there's reasons why it's yeah, such a big deal because they have he knocked his teeth out they yeah, they're, they're like I mean people make it normal and I, I fucking can't stand it you slept him. but all my all yeah. my fucking <laughs> friend like all the guys that are with weren't paying attention we're like what the fuck was that about? And I was like, well, we're probably going to find out here pretty quick. And he had one buddy and he turned around and he looked at me. He's like, what the fuck was that for? And the girl had like, like, cause she was like, when that happened, she fucking fell down and she ran over and just gave me the biggest hug. Like, cause she saw the whole, cause she was like doing this, like, who the fuck's hands in my fucking vagina? (laughs) Like literally, there it is, literally, right? Yeah. And, uh, I would have loved to have seen that. Oh, dude. It, and she just gave me the biggest hug, and she's like, thank you. And I told my friends everything that happened. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like, what? I, I don't understand that at all. You you seriously have a, a mound of women that you can hit on and probably take home tonight. Right. And you're going to take a, a cheat shot. That was girl, yeah. one of the most pissed off times I ever was. And it, it was one of those times where emotion took over, like didn't hesitate at all. And I don't feel bad for him. Well, you know what's all. good? He probably is not going to do that again. But, but hopefully, no, not. he it probably is. will. That yeah, that's the thing with fucking sexual predators. Predators, they, yeah. They fucking they continue the cycle. Unfortunately, should be wiped off the face of this earth. Yes. You could have sniffed her first, like Biden. <laughs> Yeah, give her the courtesy. Yeah. <laughs> Come over and like rub their wet hands down my leg and watch the white hair stick back up and it gets pixelated. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going back to pixelation. Hey, hey, I, I think that one of these times, I think that Christina and Aaron should go to fucking EDC with us. Yeah. I think you would have an amazing time bro you've seen christina let loose it's it's i I think we need a a couple more times to get her 
into that mode because it is very hard for her to let go. Well, I, I feel, in, in, know, in that in that frame of mind, in that kind of place, I know I would be. I'd you, be right this, at home. This is the biggest thing, though, is that I feel like when you haven't gone, you have that mentality. You're like, oh, but then the first night you go and you look around, you're like, fuck, everybody else is oh, fucking. Yeah. Like you, like if you're yeah wearing a certain thing and you think that yeah. oh this is risque or this so is something. I was I was that concerned like that. And, and Matt, like, I had, like, concern, like, oh, you know, like, we dress like that, or what if Jenna dressed like this, or whatever. And Matt's just, like, you can tell he's, like, like, don't even, just wait till you get there. It's, like, you yeah. know, I was concerned about, like, yeah. you know, I'm not sure, like, our buddy, our other couple that went with us, and, um, you know, I was a little concerned, like, you know, maybe his wife was going to feel uncomfortable with how... You know, and I, I had all these things in my mind, these preconceived notions. But when we got there, fuck, all bets were off. Goes yeah. away. Yeah, none of that shit mattered, dude. It was because everybody's doing the same. Everyone's thing. Everyone's doing the same thing. You know what was funny, man? We're we're standing there, and uh, you know, Amanda, she shuffles. You know, and it's pretty cool. Like, I really wish I could figure it out, but um, there's these groups of dudes that were shuffling. And, like this guy had, I don't know how he got it in there. It was like a child's vacuum do you remember the yes, vacuum these guys are shuffling out there doing this guy's like vacuuming like underneath their feet is there still, like just wild weird shit you yeah. know what i mean but it's entertaining yeah you know like you know you go there and then shit we ran into like this 70 year old couple out there fist bumping dude there's things out there that happen that but the cool thing is all anybody wants to do is have fun there's yeah. no judging there's no judging yeah. there's no i you know, i 100 percent I I know where I would be. All I'm saying is like, if you go, I I don't want to talk about this on the podcast, but right, you do certain things in life and it gets you prepared for other things and other things. But if you don't do that thing your entire life, doing it the first couple times are super intimidating and super mental, and that that's all you think about. Now I would rather at least a few or a couple more times with, with the right people to really get, really get that feeling of closeness with, with, I mean, especially with the group you go with, like I know I'm there. I don't know if she's there, you know, just getting her into that, like so comfortable to where regardless of the situation that she's in, she knows who she's with. Yeah. There's trust there. Right. There's trust. And like, Letting go is so much easier at that point because if it gets too far, she'll know that she could count yeah. on any of us, any I, single one of us. To and like, I guarantee, yeah, that there would be a lot of thought, you know, of you know, second guessing everything. But I guarantee, like Rob felt, as soon as you get there, it's like, yeah, the walls but, come but down. But I tell you. you you can't explain it until you go. You can't. It, well, the walls I, come down and you're just like. I'm going to okay. tell you, and I know it's not the same level, but just going golfing. Oh. It was, it was, it was hard. Like, no idea why I loved it. No idea. And then when we took her the first time, she's like, okay. This isn't bad. Yeah. All right. I get it. Right. I That's- get it. This is fun. This isn't so bad. 
You're not rushing me. You're not yelling at me. Everyone thinks, even me, before I went golf and like when I had golfed, you know, 15, 18 years before I started, I was super nervous to go with Mike. And then I saw he was hitting the same as me and I was like, all right, I'm bad. No, I'm bad, but we can pick up our balls. We're just going to play and we're going to have fun and do our thing. Right. And Christina, like when I first took her and then uh, that's why like Bear's Best was not even a big deal to her. Cause she knew there'd be times where it'd be like, Hey, let's pick up your ball. Let's go. Let's keep the pace. But there was never anything like, what the fuck are you doing? Blah, 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 blah. Like, God, you're not listening to me. It's like, no, you're having fun. You're swinging a club, but most of all, you're hanging with friends and you're drinking on a, in a different environment. Yep. Right. It's a different environment. Maybe like if we go the, you know, when we go this year, you can go one night just to get a feel for it. Cause I guarantee it would just be, I don't know it's hard to explain like you know i just feel like it you know we i can tell, only imagine i, I we can tell only everybody imagine. that you know it's not even about the music like it's so much more than the music it's everything it's the it's you know the obviously the company helps you know we've so, always had i'll tell you something so you know being uh i guess re- not raised but like live live of so many christian principles or conservative or whatever i've never put myself around you know flamboyant gay people you know i've never really it's just something that i just don't put myself around you know what i mean yeah but you go to edc and there's it's everywhere and i'll be honest edc was amazing to me and i don't think it'd be the same without those people there there's just something about like it's not like sexual Right. You know what I mean? It's not at all. It's it's all it's about. It's not what the uh, the high tech pastors have put on it. Right. No, not yeah. at all. Yeah. Like it, it's not it's not a sec. To me, EDC is not sexual. Although there's a lot of hot a- ass running around there, it's not like a sexual yeah. thing. For People me. aren't having sex with each other out there. No, nah, they make it sound out. like these people. Like, like it's, it's not wood, it's not Woodstock. No, no, it's, not. it's, it's nothing it's, like that. Yeah. Like at least I mean for me. It was just about the uh, the good vibes. I mean, that sounds so cliche, but that's really what it was. Was yeah. good vibes. Yep. You know, good yeah. music, good vibes, yeah. and just being. In, I can know, only I, I can only imagine. And everybody else's vibe, it it it, it rubs off because yeah. you can just feel like that everybody there is having a good time. It, it, it it's, it's one of those places, and there's there's a few of those times throughout the year throughout the country, whatever, there, there's places that you can go and just let go of everything. Yes. And let go and not all, care about what anybody else not, is thinking well, of. Well, you. and not, not only that, like you don't worry about the politics of the world. You don't worry about like work. You yes. don't worry about this. You don't worry about that. You're in, in that time in the now, and it's a place where it keeps your mind busy to the T to where you're always thinking about having a good time because that's well said. even, even when you're on vacation, like say I'm on a beach in Belize and I take a, a week's vacation and I go and I, I, in the morning, I grab my cup of coffee. I go out there. I sit in the sand. I'm sitting, listening to the waves. I can release a little bit, but I'm still, still going to think somewhat about work 
I'm going to still think about somewhat about life. What am I going to, what am I going to do later today? What am I going to do? You know, what, what's our schedule going to be like? That calm is really good sometimes, but to me, my mind thinks so like too often for me. I'm always like thinking, 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 thinking that you need stuff to take that off of your, like you need something to stop you from thinking. I think, I think that you're saying that right. Cause that is exactly why Rob enjoyed it as much as he did. Yeah. Because he, I feel like he's very similar. He has a lot to deal with at work, a lot to deal with, you know, just in general with, with his position and same thing yeah. with you at work. So for him to have, like when you're in that, like, you know, you're on the beach and it's so calm and there's nothing to think about. You're still thinking about other things. But with EDC, there's so much going on. I don't think on, about it at all, man. Right? The music. You don't thinking, have time to. You don't. No. The, it's the music, the atmosphere. You the have people, to let it go. You have you to let have it go. don't have time to think about that. So that the way you put it, Aaron, is exactly yeah. how somebody should. That's a, very well put. Yeah. Very well put. That, and that's exactly how it is. There, there's and that's there's exactly only a few things like I would say like Mardi Gras, right? right. Would be lots one. of lots of going like on. Saint Patty's Day in certain areas, like where where it's just like nonstop. Yep. And yeah, it it could it'll mentally drain you out, but it also at the same time it it releases a lot of those anxieties and stuff like that because. All you're thinking about is what's going on around you, yes. and having fun and having a good time. But I, I don't never know. thought about it in that perspective. I haven't. I've never ever thought about it in that perspective. I will. That, I will say that, that is huge. That, that time where Tammy said, "Sounds like someone's been talking to Rob a lot." I was like, "Yeah, yeah." All right. Yeah. All right. Because <laughs> I did. I, I threw I threw something out there. We, we were all talking about – it was all the politics going on before the election and all this stuff. And I threw something out there because we were talking in this big old group text about, like, everything that could happen and all the dangers and this yeah. and that. I remember that. And then me and Rob were texting on the side about, like, being careful. And you, you sent that to me. Hey – Let's be mindful how, how we put this out there. And I was like, that that's great. Like, that's a smart idea. And so from, like, then on, we were, like, throwing texts out that were, like, super mindful and, yeah. like, all that stuff. And kind of m- more being, like, the, uh, the the uh, I don't know, like, the, the grandpa, you know, like, of, of the group text and just kind of giving the big old hug when, when everything well, was What like, happens right. is when things start to get a little crazy, people have a tendency to panic. Yeah, you know, and that's that just makes it worse. It, yeah, it creates right. more panic. So yeah. we'd be mindful of how we're uh, handling ourselves, and yeah, you know, yeah. That's that's the leader coming out in you, you know. That's it's weird, man, because like, I, you know, I, I like to talk shit and have fun or whatever, but when shit gets real, you know, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just as I was telling these guys earlier, my senses will go on like. You know, everything heightens, you know what I mean? And then I have a, like a sense of calm that comes over yeah. me. So it was, it was funny at my parents' house, they, uh, I'm always now I'm known as this conspiracy guy. Oh yeah. Conspiracy guy. Oh geez. 
So it's funny though, because I'm always like, oh, this, think about this, think about this. So everyone's like this. And then when something big happens, my mom even told me, she goes, when something big happens, she goes, you're always the one to put the family in line. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, you're the one stirring the pot. And then when everyone freaks out, you're the one that puts them back in line. <laughs> and I was like, that makes sense. Like, yeah, cause yeah. I'm always the one making everyone aware. And when they hear something, I'm like, no, like get back in line, like calm down. And all this. it wasn't like that much of it, but she goes, it's funny. Cause see the leadership. She said, she leader. goes, I see the leader in you and all this stuff. And I'll tell you a story, right? And this is funny because I'll tell you, my mom has, she has grown me, and my mom and dad have grown me more more than anything, but my mom has really shown me the biblical side of everything. And uh, there was this time when I was like 13 years old, we got this cat. And uh, this is when Lion King was a big deal. So I, na- I named this cat Nala. Right, the the female cat in uh, Lion King, Original. and uh, so we went and we had uh, it, it, she was a kitten, and we went and had uh, Nala spayed, got her back, and they said, oh, she'll be, you know, she'll be down for a couple days, whatever. So like two days pass, and I got home from school, and I I walked in and I I saw Nala and she's going like this, she's literally like. Like sticking her tongue out Like breathing real hard And I'm like What the fuck So I was like Uh Mom What's wrong with our cat And she's like Looks at her She's like Oh Let's go So we grabbed my cat Went to the vet Which was I'm gonna say it, Literally across the street uh, the main road. It was one one road over. It's like us crossing the 95 to go to Hooch's. That's what it was. And I'm holding Nala in my arms. And I felt her head go like that. Like just rolled back in my head. Eyes gone dead. And I was like. <sighs> like screaming, crying, How all this stuff. Uh, like twelve or thirteen. <laughs> it was last year <laughs> for my birthday. Yeah. It's a hard subject. No, I was like twelve or thirteen. I'm crying, all this stuff. We get there, nothing they could do. Nala's dead. We get back in the car, and I'm like get, gathering my tears. And my mom said, "Just remember, God's preparing you for something." all she said I didn't think anything of it at the time well then right before I joined the army I'm 17 almost 18 and I was kind of not going down a good path and I barely showed up at family events well I ended up going to the Christmas Eve party and my my grandpa who's my mom's dad who's a fucking brilliant brilliant man he looks at me I barely talked to this guy. I always said hi and all this stuff. But he, he grabbed me aside. He started talking to me. And he goes, Aaron, I want to tell you something. Out of everyone in this family, you're, you're going you're gonna to lead. You're going to be a leader. 
don't deny it. When it comes to you, don't deny it. Just don't, don't do it. Trust me on this. And I was like, eh, you fucking crazy asshole. All this stuff. Now, looking forward, I'm sitting there and I'm looking. I'm like, I led people in Iraq in a war. I watched people die in front of me. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, is it all, like, it, we're, we're, is, it, is it dumb for me to think that, like, God's not real? Like, how is he not? If they're telling them that this cat laying over my arm dying is, is something that's going to get me prepared. And then I look down in a gunner's hatch and I see my, like, my fucking wingman die in my fucking medic's arm exact same way and then i'm leading troops and i'm leading people now is is it not real is that shit not real you can't tell me it's not it is real that's i mean that's a it's a that's a fucked up thing man but it's it's something that i'll always uh, like a credit my mom and her dad and all this stuff to just knowing preparation is there. I don't know. It, it's just kind of like I always like think back about that stuff. And I never want to waste it. I never want to waste waste that opportunity that I've been given. Because I know it's there. I know it's there. I know, you know, we, we talk about it all the time. We've talked about it, you know, just... Being able, like, being able to talk to people differently than other, I, I, it's like listening to Jocko's podcast, right? And the way he talks to people, it's it's a whole different ballgame. You know what's crazy that you say that is that my mom, I grew up very religious. You know, I'm still, you know, I don't go to church every Sunday, but I'm very religious. You know, and my mom, she told me, growing up, she says that she said, you know what, son, she said. You have the power of positive thinking. Yeah. You have this this uh, aura about you that when people are around you, they're positive. You know? And to this day, I have that, you know, I still carry, you know, the positivity and trying to, like, just bring, you know, have like, a, like a, a good feeling, you know? I, and, I and will my, say, Matt, like, honestly, every time I've been around you it, it I've never heard negative shit talking or anything even even myself like I consider myself to be a good leader but I've never like I, I've I've gotten into the shit talking realm and I get caught up in it sometimes and I gotta reel myself back but you are one of the most positive people I've been around I on, honestly I will say that I appreciate that. God's honest truth. I mean, hey, well, I mean, get him on the golf course and shoots a couple of bogeys. Well, to, towards myself. <laughs> towards myself. Yeah. But, that, that's, that's negative towards me. Yeah. But no, but to other people. No, yeah. you you really Bring are. Bringing the positivity. You, you really know. are one of the mo- more positive people. And that's what I honestly love about this circle of friends that we have right now is it's just the, the positivity is always there. We're always right. uplifting. And I mean, we had a we had a pretty deep conversation today. And I, I walked away from that just like, I, I felt good about it. 
and I know most people would fucking, ugh, God, like, cry about, like, this is stupid, like, blah, 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 blah. But I honestly look at it, I look at good positive conversations, or good conversations. When someone can be real with you, 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 you have to be positive about you it. You have to take it, yep. Have to be. When, when one of your closest friends, like, if, if my wife came and told me I was being a fucking asshole, and I just blew her off, what kind of marriage would that be? What? What kind of marriage would that be? Yeah. It'd be no. a terrible marriage if I blew her off. And then every time I talk shit to her, like, or not talk shit, but like had a valid, valid complaint. Right. Like, Hey, we all talk shit, right? We all talk shit. But like, if I had a valid complaint against, against someone, I would hope they would fucking bring it up to my attention right. and be like, and then I, I would hope they would have the confidence in me to be able to take that and be like, you know what? All right, I, I feel you. I understand you. I'm going to be more receptive to this in the future. No, I agree. And th- that's the thing is that, it, you know, we, our group is so strong that, like, when we say something, it's so impactful and yeah. meaningful. Yeah. That and I, I just learned this today. It's it's so genuine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing. I just thing. learned this today. Even, even the smallest, like, kind of like, yeah, like, kind of like, even if it's a small agreement and just like, a, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. That that makes a big, it, it, it's it, huge. it makes a big difference. And it makes you think twice about next time. Next time, think about what you say before you say it. Yes. And that's what I got out right. of yeah. our conversation today. It's like, don't do a, like, just because it feels good at the time, don't do it. Right. It might I've feel good. Had- if you don't know for sure, then say you don't know for sure. Yep. And that's what I got out of today. Nothing. And I will say I, I I appreciate the conversation today. Yeah, it's good. Good. You know what's crazy is that I've always had trouble with So this with, is the dad joke of the day. Okay. I've I've always had trouble with authority and I don't know why that is. It I've like it, and and I think it's all in the approach to me. Like yeah. if you come to me and you down talk to me like it and belittle me, I'm not you ain't gonna get yeah. anything from me. But I've always had, I don't know, I guess uh, uh, I've always dealt with things like as far as uh, constructive criticism in a certain way, depending on who it is, you know. And my mom is like always told me like, you know, she's trying to ingrain in me. You have to take constructive criticism, you know, because it's it's going to make you a better person. You yeah. Know? But I, even though she told me that, I always dealt with it like in a bad way like I, I had trouble with it you yeah. know and so it wasn't you know probably until the last probably you know couple of years that I've kind of taken that in stride and Rob is one of the biggest you know to proprietors to, yes yeah. to give me constructive criticism when I'm acting out or yeah. I'm being a certain way where you know sometimes I'm like you know right away I'm like, and then I like take a couple of seconds and I'm like yeah, he's right. But you know where I had to like but, take a but step I'll, back. I'll, I'll explain to you a, a little bit, like in in military terms. What like say you're a specialist, right? You have an E five over you. Um, you have an E six over you. You have an E seven over you. You have all these people ranked above you. 
Well, you have a first line leader that is your direct supervisor, but then you have like other E5s that can tell you what to do. That it's just what's known. Okay. You have people that you you just like respect because of their rank. And then you have people that you respect because of the way they approach you and, and talk to you. So when you have authority, people abuse the authority. So that's why they say there's bosses and then there's leaders, leaders. right? Yep. So so we would have people come to us and tell us what to do. And you, you just like kind of clench your fists and like, all right, I'm going to fucking sweep right. this lawn. But if one of my one of my leaders came to me that had built that in an in in like just grew the trust with them and i felt like i i was just like with them if they came to me and said hey i need you to sweep this place i would be like okay be no remorse no remorse there's nothing there i'm gonna do it it it's the way you you approach people it's the way you talk to people uh it's just it's too totally different spectrums when it comes right. to this kind of stuff. Right. And with this, we're going to give it to Rob's perspective right now. Cause I know he's got, he's got this on his mind right now. Yep. So, uh, I hate being called boss. Yeah. Do, do you, when people call you boss, I'm like, Oh, it's like, yeah. And I've never no, called Rob my no, boss. No, no. And I, and I don't I want that. Cause I don't want that because realistically it's like this to me. I think that sometimes you run into, you know, employees that are just straight up disrespectful to a manager, right? Yeah. And for whatever reason, they have personality clash or whatever. I mean, I don't have a lot of it, but, you know, it's it's not flawless. And so you kind of get into that. It's almost like a cliche, you know, don't. You don't have to respect the man, but you got to respect the position, right? I'm sure you hear a lot of that in the military. We. But I want to try to avoid that as much as possible. I want everybody to, you know, respect each other equally. But, shit, we work 10, 12 hours a day, six days a week sometimes. We're with each other more than we are wives. You know, sometimes things aren't going to be, you know, especially, I mean, you form great bonds with people. Things get a little loose, you know, but yep. whatever. Um, that's like the pessimistic way of looking at it. But optimistically... You know, uh, the leaders in the store, I do the best job I can to tell them, you manage numbers, you lead people. There's a difference. You can manage Mm -hmm. the numbers, but you lead the people on how to get to the numbers. And um, it's a work in progress. Uh, But I think that I use this analogy from time to time. You know, and I just used this analogy with... with, uh, one of our sales managers because he coaches baseball i may have even said this to you guys but you know when you're stand, you know you can't just stand there when you're coaching a kid and tell him to go you know go catch the ball right go catch the ball like you shortstop or second you can't stand over the top of him and point tell him to go catch the ball go catch the ball go catch the ball you know well, that's what they're trying to do, right? So what you do is you you level down to them. You squat down because, you know, you're uh-huh. talking, you know, six, seven-year-old kid. If you squat down and you talk to them eye to eye, you are now not in an authoritarian position over them. You're now on their level. 
So when you squat down to talk to them, and then you maybe have your glove too with them, and then you show them, this is how we're going to catch the ball. And you say, we. Um, I think that just that simple thing is so profound to people because Simon Sinek says in his books that, you know, people don't get up and get ready for work and go to work looking forward to being managed. You know, they get up, they get dressed and go to work looking forward to being led. And uh, we had a conversation recently about alphas, you know, and Jenna yeah. didn't really agree about the whole alpha thing. But realistically, just because you're an alpha doesn't mean you're a leader. You know, there's certain things you have to hone certain skills. I mean, I, I think it helps, but um, I, I think I think on the contrary, though. You think that you need to be an alpha? I to be disagree. You disagree. Yeah. That you don't need to be I, an alpha. Well, to be I leader. think I think to be an alpha, you need to be a leader. I okay. You put it that way. I agree. But it, the thing is, is there. Are, there are decent leaders out there that aren't born out. I mean, there's there's something in our. I think the term physiological. I think the term alpha has been overused in that aspect, though. I'm talking a, from a physiological standpoint. Okay. You look at dogs. Yeah. You could have a little tiny fucking ankle biter that rules the roost of all the pit bulls. Yeah. There's just something there. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. It's a personality um, trait. But there's there's definitely a trait there. But anyways, yeah. you know, that would be a different subject. But um, I just think that it's super, super important that you're not a dictator, that you're, you're men. If you, you're, you're in the position, you're in, you have the title, you have the yeah. rank, but that'll only take you so far. There's something to be said about George Washington sailing across with his men. Right. There was something to be said when when the president used to lead the troops into battle. Right. There's something to be said about that. I, I, it, there's there's no other way about it. Somewhere along the line, you know, we lost that. Oh, well, he's too important. No, you're not too important. One of the best stories I've ever heard about a leader was a leader taking off his fucking button-up t-shirt or button-up shirt, tie, everything, putting a regular t-shirt on and getting down and dirty, cleaning fucking cars with his guys. Right. One of the best stories I've ever heard. It, it wasn't too long ago. The guy sitting right next to me. I, I mean, appreciate that, yeah. I, I mean, uh, that is, those are the stories that inspire me. Right. You know? And there, there's been times where I, I was out there in something as small as like monthly vehicle inspections for a guys, it, for some reason, it's a hard thing. But for some reason, if I go out there on the first day of the month, whatever it hits on the week, it, even if it's the second or the third, you know, it, whatever that Monday is, I go out there, I fucking pop over my head. It doesn't matter what the fuck I'm looking at. If I'm leaning over my hood, digging into my fucking shit and like, fucking around i'm on my phone in there like it doesn't matter it's what you need to do it's what's it's what they're seeing from me and they're like well he's fucking doing it why can't i i mean i mean it's little things like that that make the biggest difference in the world yes if you do this whole shit like the 
like these fucking and, and here we go back to politics, <laughs> but these Democratic leaders and, and even Republican leaders. Let's not even put a fucking name on it. These leaders that say, "Do as I say, not as I do." You're gonna get a ton of people that fucking hate you. I don't care who you are. Right. You're gonna get. I, I don't care if you're left, right, middle, center. It doesn't matter. If I saw, like, I, I don't like our Democrat or I don't like our Republican leaders in Arizona. I like a couple of them. There's two of our Republican leaders in Arizona that I like out of all like eight of them. I don't. I just. I don't see the value in anything with people saying like, "Hey, I'm gonna do this," and then they don't do it. Right? The, it, one that's, of the, that's one, not the definition of a leader. No, those, those one, one of the best things that my my boss has taught me, and I, I I told him this is like, if you look at leadership as a triangle, right? And Ryan, this is good for you for the future. If you look at leadership as a triangle, right? And down here is direction, and the further you go up is influence, right? So as like a, a low-line supervisor, you're down here, right? So you have to give your folks direction. You don't have a lot of influence. The higher you go up, the less direction you can give people, but the more influence you should have, right? So, like, it, it's not about, like, hey, go do this, go do this, go do this. Because what are you doing? Either, either one, you're, you're putting your thumb on your supervisors and your management to, like, that you don't trust them. Or, two, you're overstepping your boundaries and telling, you're like, Rob telling, like, the salespeople out there on, on the floor, like, hey, you need to do this, you need to do this. And their boss is sitting over on the side, or their leader is sitting over on the side, being like, "I've I've I've tried to explain this to him, and he's just overriding me right now." Right. So you're 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 knocking those things out. So like, the the higher you get up, the more influence you like. Worry about influence. Don't worry about direction, because the direction will come. The direction will come with your influence, and, and the more influence you you push out then all that falls into place and it just it, it creates that better working environment right. everybody's on the same page the communications on the same page one of the things i'm working on with my my group is like it doesn't matter who you go up to management wise if you go up to like if you go up to mom and she gives you an answer that's the answer if you don't like the answer and you go to dad you're going to get reprimanded for that, right? Like, I mean, that's the age-old thing, right? Like, you don't if, – if mom gave you an answer, that's the answer. We're on the same page. So it takes, it takes levels communicating with each other, everybody being on the same page, and just like – it just – it has to be that smooth working motion. Right. I mean, it has to be that way. Communication. Communication is key. Yep. Communication is huge. All right. We're going to end it. We're going to end it because we're going over the two-hour limit. But I will say, give a man a duck and they'll eat for a couple days. Teach a man a duck and they'll av avoid low-flying objects. <laughs> there you go. We'll see you guys next week.